Good evening and welcome to another edition of our Thursday night class on the Parashat Shavuah. This week we are studying Parashat Shofetim Veshoterim. And in honor of the first Shabbat, the month of Elul, maybe it's fitting that we draw a connection between Parashat Shoftim and the month of Elul, which is, as we know, the month designated for Teshuvah. It is brought down in the holy books in the name of Rav Zusha, the brother of the famous Rav Elimelech of Lezhinsk, that the term Teshuvah is an acronym for five mitzvot that every Jew must fulfill in order to make amends for their sins and their shortcomings. Teshuvah stands tough from this week's parasha, Tamim Tiyeh Im Hashem Eloecha. You shall be wholehearted, complete with Hashem your God. The Sheen is for the Pasuk, Shiviti Hashem Le'edi Tamid. I have set Hashem before me always. The Vav stands for Ve'ahavta Le'reacha Kamocha. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The Bet is from Mishle, Bechol Derachecha Da'ehu. In all your endeavors, you should know him or emulate him. And the last Hey, last letter Hey, stands for Hatsnea Lechet Imelohecha, a pasuk from Sefer Micha, which is walk humbly with your God. It's an accepted principle that everything follows the start, the initial step. And the first step in the le- in the word Teshuvah, like we said, the letter Tav, which alludes to the pasuk Tamim Tiye Imashem Elohecha, that we must be wholehearted and true to Akadosh Baruch Hu. This is the root and essence of the mitzvah of Teshuvah. So if we examine this mitzvah found in this week's parasha, Parashat Shoftim, then maybe we can improve ourselves and our behavior as we uh, begin the month of Elul on track towards the holy days of the Yamim Noraim. Rashi comments on the Pasuk, what does it mean, be wholehearted with Hashem your God? Walk with Him with wholeheartedness. And depend on him. Do not inquire of the future. Rather, Rashi says, accept whatever happens to you with tmimut, with wholeheartedness, and then you will be with him and of his chedek and of his portion. The Balaturim explains to us why this mitzvah is so important. He says that it's apparent from the, the tra- tradition that we have to write the word tamim in the Sefer Torah, with an enlarged tav. The letter tav is written bigger than all the other letters. And the Balturim writes, if you behave, if you follow him with wholeheartedness, it's ke'ilu, you fulfill the mitzvot from aleph to tav. You fulfill the mitzvot tarah from the beginning to the end. So why indeed is this mitzvah so crucial? There's a Gemara in Masechet Shabbat, Dav Peichet Amur Aleph. The tells of an Amaaret, a heretic, who scoffed, who scoffed at Rava, describing Bnei Israel at, um, as an Amad Ziza, a people who act uh, without thinking, because they agreed to accept the Torah without even hearing what they were agreeing to when they said Naaseh Venishma. So Rava responds to this man, Anan Diskinan Bishlimuta Ktiv Ben Tumati Sharim Tenachem. Regarding us who followed him wholeheartedly, those because we were motivated by love and that he will take care of us, 
It's written about us. The innocence of the upright will guide them. This makes sense because we know the famous Pirkei de Rabbi Eliezer that explains that HaKadosh Baruch Hu visited all the nations of the world and offered each one of them the opportunity to receive the Torah. And they all inquired as to what's found in the Torah. And when they heard something that they didn't like, that didn't appeal to them, they refused. B'nai Israel, on the other hand, accepted the Torah simply, wholeheartedly, without any questions. And this is the meaning of the Pasuk, of Tumati Sharim Tenachem, the innocence of the upright will guide them. So the mitzvah, Tamim Tiyei Hashem Eloecha, be wholehearted with, your, with Hashem, your God, is really the basis of the entire Torah. For in the merit of the innocent, unquestioning response to the offer of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, they were privileged to receive the Torah. And this illuminates the comment of the Baal Turim, who says that the word Tamim is written with a large taf, indicating that if you follow him wholeheartedly, it is as if you fulfilled it from Aleph to Tav. The Torah was only given to Bnei Israel in the merit of this mitzvah, and their, in their willingness to follow HaKadosh Baruch Hu innocently and wholeheartedly without asking any further. In contrast to the Goyim, the other nations who had questions, who had reservations, who had doubts, who didn't want to take upon themselves the mitzvot because it said don't murder or it said do not commit adultery or it said do not kidnap or, or all the other uh, uh, transgressions that are found in, in the Torah. They said no, we said yes. If we take this a step deeper, we can maybe explain a, a practical significance to what the Baal Turim is trying to say. The Zohar tells us that the mitzvah of Tamim Tiyem Hashem Elohecha corresponds to Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov, it's written about him, Yaakov Ishtam Yoshev Oalim. Tam Tamim, same word. Yaakov was a wholesome man, dwelling in tents. Meaning the mitzvah urges us to follow in the footsteps of Yaakov, our forefather, who was pure, who was wholesome. In fact, Rabbi Yudah Hasid writes that Yaakov Avinu is depicted as Ishtam. Why? Because he epitomized the behavior of Tamim Tiyem Hashem Elohecha. The Gemara teaches us Masechet Chulin that Yaakov was so close to Hashem that his image was etched on the Kisei Akavod. Then he explains why the Tav of Tamim is enlarged. The letter Tav is the 22nd letter of the Aleph Bet. Correspondingly, Yaakov Avinu was the 22nd generation from Adam Harishon. Mishnah Masechet Avot tells us Asarat Dorot Me Adam Ve'ad Noach There were 10 generations from Adam to Noach And then there were Asarat Dorot Me Noach Ve'ad Abraham Another 10 generations from Noach to Abraham So if Abraham was the 20th generation Then Yaakov was the 22nd generation With Yitzchak in the middle So therefore As the 22nd generation He corresponds to the enlarged Tav letter of Tamim Tiyeh The 22nd letter of the Aleph Bet Because the Tav is the last letter of the Aleph Bet so it's upon us to figure out this deep, intimate connection between the mitzvah of tamim tiyeh, of be wholehearted, as the prime exemplary behavior that we should be doing, and the service of Yaakov Avinu as, as Yaakov Ishtam, the wholesome man. The Alshicha Kadosh writes very beautifully on this mitzvah, tamim tiyeh, that you should behave wholeheartedly consistently, whether HaKadosh Baruch Hu is treating you nicely with Rahamim, or there seems to be a, a level of deen being placed on you, deen strict judgment. Meaning don't question HaKadosh Baruch Hu's actions, Hasve Halila. 
This is the meaning of tamim tiyeim Hashem Elohecha. In all situations, whether he displays midat rachamim or midat adin, you have to be tamim tiyeh, you have to serve God wholeheartedly. We find a similar interpretation in, uh, in the Panim Yafot, who writes that this alludes to the mitzvah of uniformity, meaning your attitude and behavior should be the same, whether you're being subjected to Midat Rachamim or subjected to Midat Adin, which is implied by the term Elohecha, because this Tamim Im Hashem Elohecha, Hashem Yudke Vavke, is the Midat Rachamim. We know that's the name of mercy and compassion. And the Elohim, the Elohecha, is the name of Midat Adin. Not coincidentally, this goes very well with a teaching that many of us are familiar with, that Yaakov Avinu, prior to passing away, he instituted the concept that every Jew recite Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. Here, O Israel, that Hashem is our God, Hashem is one. What does the Al-Sheikh say about this? Very similar. He says, you have to listen with one heart and accept B'nai Israel. it's a command, accept B'nai Israel whether he treats you with the name of Hashem, does he treat you with the name of Yud Vavke, which is the name of Rachamim, Hashem, or whether he treats you with Elohenu, which connotes Din, because the name of Hashem encompasses both. In truth, they're both forms of Rachamim. That's the meaning of Hashem, Elohenu, Hashem. There's two Yud Vavkes and Elohim in the middle, because the afflictions are beneficial, they're constructive, they're not to exact revenge, because Hashem is not evil, it's all for your advantage, so therefore, the Al-Sheikh writes, don't be surprised, because in fact, these two aspects are actually one, and that's conveyed by the word, Echad, Hashem Elokeinu Hashem, is all one, it's all Echad, so we see that not only was Yaakov Avinu himself a wholesome man, but he passed this trait, to all the Jewish people in future generations by reciting the Pasuk twice daily we are announcing that we're behaving wholeheartedly with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, whether he's treating us or we're fulfilling this mitzvah so a person could ask if the mitzvah is already included in the recitation of Shema Yisrael then why is it necessary for the Torah to repeat with another mitzvah of Tamim Tiyei Hashem Elohecha? The answer is clear. The, yes, the Pasuk Shema Yisrael expresses the fact that we accept Ol Machut Shamaim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's supervision, be it with the name of Yud Vavke, which is Midat Rachamim, or the name Elohim, which is Midat Adin. The mitzvah of Tamim Tiyei, however, in this week's Perasha, adds another point. As Rashi says, we are not even to inquire what the future holds and how things will turn out for us later on. But rather, we have to be rest assured that Hashem will guide us on the most proper, beneficial path for all of us. This maybe is the reason why the Jewish custom is to cover one's eyes when reciting Kiriyat Shema. The Shulchan Aruch writes in Siman Samech Aleph Sa'if Hey that it's customary to place our hands over our faces when we recite the first Pasuk of Shema Yisrael so that a person shouldn't look elsewhere and because uh, if you look elsewhere you're, you won't have the proper kavanah you won't have the proper concentration and there the Sharei Teshuvah writes commentary in Shuchan Aruch he says when the Shuchan Aruch writes over their faces it means the eyes and so does the Pri Etz Chaim also writes he should close his eyes and, and cover it with his right hand so with this in mind 
we can see that with the Shema Yisrael, we're accepting upon ourselves the Ol Machut Shamayim, the yoke of heaven, whether it's functioning with Midat Rachamim or Midat Adin. And when we recite this Pasuk, we're also intending to fulfill the mitzvah of Tamim Tiyem Hashem Lo'echa, which not only conveys something similar, but also implies that we're not to inquire about future events. And that's why we cover our eyes, to express the fact that we're not looking at or investigating future events, but rather we are placing our trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu and, and following Him like, uh, like sheep following a shepherd with closed eyes. It makes perfect sense then, that the that the pasuk of Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad, and the first pasuk of the next paragraph of Ve'afta et Hashem Elokecha bechol levavecha bechol nafshecha bechol meodecha, which is a commandment to love Hashem your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your possessions. They're they're related. The Mishnah explains the significance of this command. The Mishnah tells us Chayav Adam levarecha la'ra'ah k'shem shemevarecha la'tova. That a person is obligated to bless HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the bad, just as he blesses HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the good. Because the Pasuk says, With all your heart. So, so, so what is Bechol Levavecha, which seems to imply two hearts? So Rashi quotes the Gemara, this Gemara says, With both your inclinations, whether it's the Yetzir HaTov, the good inclination, or the bad inclination. With all your soul, bechol nafshecha means even if your life is being taken away, you have to love Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And with all bechol meodecha means with all your money, with all your financial resources. Now the Gemara uh, on this Mishnah provides some clarification in the name of Rava, and the Gemara says, "Ama Rava lo nitzrecha ela lekablunin hu besimcha." Rava said that this statement is necessary only to teach us to accept everything in life, even our misfortunes, with simcha. And Rashi comments that he should recite this beracha on punishment, on his suffering, with a sincere heart. So what's deduced from this pasuk, whether he's treating you with midat rachamim, which is the name of Yudke Babke, or whether he's treating you with midat hadin, which is the name of Elohim, it conveys the same message as our acceptance of all machut shamayim with this declaration, both when we're experiencing midat rachamim and when we're experiencing midat hadin, Hashem Elokeinu Hashem, they're both they're both one, they're both echad. And again, the good and the bad. The difference is, is that the pasuk ve'ahavta were commanded not merely to accept the reality which is the Pasuk of Shema Yisrael, which is we're accepting reality, but to love HaKadosh Baruch Hu in either case, to accept Midat Adin with Simcha in the same manner that we receive Midat HaRachamim. So what have we established so far? It's an amazing connection between Yaakov Avinu being a wholesome man, a man Yaakov Ishtam, and the fact that he instituted the recitation of Shema Yisrael HaShem Elokeinu HaShem Echad. Because he was an Ishtam, because he was a wholesome man, we were commanded to follow in his footsteps and fulfill the mitzvah of tamim im Hashem Elohecha, to accept what we receive from God wholeheartedly, whether it's midat rachamim or midat adim. And with the pasuk of Shema Yisrael, we also declare that we accept both midot characteristics of Hakadosh Baruch Hu in the same fashion. And like we explained, that the first pasuk of Kiryat Shema also follows the next line, which is which is along the same theme. What we have in the end is a threefold significance of this word tamim. 
Uh, number one is we have this connection with Yaakov Avinu being Ishtam and the mitzvah of Tamim Tiei Mashem Elecha. Number two, we have the connection between the large letter Tav of Tamim, which is the 22nd letter of the Aleph Bet, and the fact that Yaakov Avinu was the 22nd generation from Adam Arishon. And lastly, we mentioned, we had the comment of the Bala Turim, that the large Tav symbolizes someone who fulfills the mitzvah of being Tamim with Hashem, is considered to have fulfilled the entire Torah from Aleph to Tav. With your permission, I'd like to go a little bit deeper and hope you can follow along with me. When Yaakov Avinu fled from Esav, and Esav wished to kill him, the Pasuk writes, Vayetze Yaakov mi Be'er Shava, Vayelech Harana. And Yaakov departed from Be'er Sheva, and he went to the city of Haran. The Sefer Imre Noam writes, in the name of the Megale Amukot, that the word Vayetze, in the, the first word of the parasha, Vayetze Yaakov, is an acronym for the words Vayar Yaakov Tzurat Aleph. If you take the first letter of those four words, it will spell out the word Vayetze, which means Vayar Yaakov Tzurat Aleph. Yaakov saw the shape of an Aleph. What does this mean? Well, let's explain the significance of this Aleph that Yaakov saw when he left Be'er Sheva on the way to Haran. The Baal Shem Tov writes that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world with the 22 letters of the Torah, the 22 letters of the Aleph Bet, which are encompassed by the 10 utterances that God used or recited when creating the world. And therefore, all of creation is really just combinations of these 10 utterances using the letters with which the world was uh, created. Uh, in, in Olam Azeh, in this world, there are all these letters, we'll say, are cloaked, are covered in all sorts of material, physical, and earthly forms. The letter Aleph, the first of the 22 letters of the Aleph bed, represents the greatest degree of revelation in creation. Because Aleph alludes to the revelation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the, the, the foremost power in the world. We say, Alufo Shel Olam. The, again, the power of the world. The letter Bet, on the other hand, indicates that the primary force in the world is concealed by two layers of disguise. Bet, two. The letter Gimel, three layers of disguise. And the further away a letter is from the letter Aleph, the greater the degree of concealment it represents. So the letter Tav, as you can imagine, the last letter of the Aleph bit, the farthest away from the letter Aleph, represents the greatest degree of concealment in creation. So the Baal Shem Tov teaches us that when it comes to Avodat Hashem, even when confronted with the greatest level of divine concealment, Hester Panim is the official term, associated with the letter Tav, because that's the furthest away from Aleph, even then, one must believe wholeheartedly that the alufo shel olam, represented by the letter Aleph, is there. It's there. Albeit it's heavenly, it, it, albeit it's, it's heavily concealed, but we have to believe that it's there. For the letter Bet, it's two Alephs. And the letter Gimel, it's three Alephs. And the letter Dalit, it's four Alephs, but it's there. And so on and so forth. Unless you get to the letter Tav, and the letter Tav is 
400 alephs, because that's what Tav represents. It's 400 alephs. That's the numerical value of Tav. So even in the height of the concealment of Eser Panim of the letter Tav, the alufoshel olam, the aleph is present. However, it's just cloaked. It's covered with 400 layers, which is equivalent to the numerical value of the letter Tav. So when a person begins to go step by step and building his emunah, he must go from the letter Tav to the letter Shin, and then from the letter Shin to the letter Resh, and from the letter Resh to the letter Kuf. And in this manner, he goes up and up, letter by letter, until he reaches the greatest degree of revelation in all creation, which is the revelation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu associated with the letter Aleph. Because Aleph is a recognition that the Alufoshel Olam is, is present in all situations. In fact, the Megalea Mukot famously writes that the letter Aleph alludes to the actual name Yud Kei Vav Kei because it's composed of three letters. Yud, Vav, and Yud. There is a Yud on the upper right, there's a diagonal Vav in the middle, and there's another Yud in the bottom left. So therefore the gematria of these letters, two Yuds is 20, plus the Vav is 6, so 26. So the numerical value of the letter Aleph, based on what it's comprised of, is Havaya, is Yud Kei Vav Kei. So when a person ascends spiritually in his Emunah, from the greatest degree of Hester Panim, which is the letter Tav, to the ultimate level, the letter Aleph, which is Alufoshel Olam, he is mitigating the force of Din with the Midav Rachamim, which is associated with the name of Yudke Vavke, which is alluded by the shape of the letter Aleph. Interesting, Rabbi Akiva in Masechet Pesachim says that throughout the Torah, whenever you see the word Et, it means Lerabot. Et Lerabot, to add something. Because the term et signifies the union of the letter aleph with the letter tav. There's only two letters in the word et, aleph to tav. Meaning even in situations where there's so much concealment, so much tav, a person should believe and recognize that even there there's an aleph. Even there's this alufoshel olam, albeit it's concealed. So the word et does add because it enhances the light of Hashem even when there's apparent darkness, even when things are being concealed. Speaking of Rabbi Akiva, the Arizal teaches us that Rabbi Akiva was a nitzot, he was a spark from the neshama of Yaakov Avinu. And this is alluded by the words, Mideh Abir Yaakov, from the hands of Abir Yaakov, the mighty power of Yaakov. And if you note, that the word Abir, the words Abir Yaakov are, is actually an anagram for Rabbi Akiva. It's the same letters, just rearranged. So we know that we know that Yaakov Avinu and and Rabbi Akiva have an actual connection. Now look at what the Arizal writes. Unbelievable. Yaakov Avinu battled Esav when he met him. Esav had four hundred forces of Tumah. Four hundred. The gematria of the letter Tav. And Yaakov Avinu had to battle him by ascending from the letter Tav, the ultimate degree of concealment, to the letter Aleph, which is the ultimate degree of revelation. So therefore, Rabbi Akiva, Anitzotz of Yaakov Avinu, elucidates by saying, Et Lerabot. The word Et comes to add and to augment Aleph to Tav, or Tav to Aleph. We are taught in Masechet Shabbat, that when judgment is being passed 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu instructs Malach Gavriel to do something. And he says, go and inscribe on the foreheads of Tzadikim the letter Tav of ink, so that the Malachim of destruction will not prevail over them. But on the foreheads of the Reshaim, go write the letter Tav not with ink, but of blood, so that the Malachim of destruction will prevail over them. And the Gemara explains that for the Tzadikim, the letter Tav on their forehead stands for the word Tichyeh. Tichyeh means you will live. Whereas the Rashaim, the letter Tav stands for Tamut, you will die. And based on what we discussed, a lot of this makes sense. There is judgment and a high degree of Hester Panim in the world, which is associated with the last letter of the Aleph Bet, which is the Tav. And a human being needs to choose whether or not to fall into despair and detach himself from HaKadosh Baruch Hu Chas V'Shalom or to believe wholeheartedly that God is present even with the extreme concealment. In the first case when you detach yourself the letter Tav is inscribed on the person's forehead signifying Tamut God forbid a pronouncement of death but in the latter case when you still believe and understand wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is present even when there's extreme concealment even when there's extreme deen in the latter case, a letter Tav that's inscribed on the forehead, it signifies Tichyeh, a pronouncement of life. And by recognizing the, con- the concealed presence of the Aleph, Alufosh Olam, in this world, then you've ascended from those depths of Hesir Panim represented by the Tav. And you've attached yourself to the source of life. And that makes sense regarding Esav's Tav. Esav had 400 forces of Tumah. As we know, Esav's guardian angel is who? Is the Yetzirah. It employs that extreme Hester Panim of the Tav to trap human beings. And consequently, that Yetzirah causes us, God forbid, to forget HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that he's Alufoshel Olam. And we become detached and distanced from him. And therefore, the advice is, we have to fortify our Emunah in God. Go up step by step from the bottom to the top until reaching the letter Aleph. Now we can better appreciate Vayetze Yaakov mi Bershava. Vayetze is an acronym for Vayar Yaakov Surat Aleph. Yaakov saw the figure of the Aleph. He attached himself to the Aleph. Why? He was fleeing from his parents' home in Beersheba, the tent of Torah and spirituality. Where was he going? He was going to Haran, a place infested with wickedness and the Rasha'im, where Lavan Ha'arami and all of his buddies lived. And due to that extreme Tum'ah and Rish'od that was found there, it was a place of extreme hysterpaniv, concealment. And therefore, to avoid falling into their trap and their evil web, he pictured in his mind Surat Aleph, the shape of Aleph. You would always remember that the Alufoshel Olam is ever present, even when the most extreme Hester Panim, Yetzer Haran, and evil uh, Klipot exist. And as a consequence, he would not join Lavan Harasha, because he would always remember Hashem, Shiviti Hashem Tamid. We are all familiar with the sad ending to Rabbi Akiva's wife after he was told by the Roman government that he was going to be killed 
after an individual Papus ben Yehuda came and snitched to the Romans that Rabbi Akiva was indeed con- convening public shiurim and engaging in Torah studies and they threw him in jail and when they took Rabbi Akiva out to be executed it was a time to recite Kediyat Shema and they were combing his flesh with iron combs yet he was accepting upon himself all Machut Shamaim and his students said to him Rabbi our teacher even to this extent are you still at this moment you're being burned and you're still thinking of this and Rabbi Akiva famously said all my days I was troubled with this pasuk with all your soul like the Gemara said even when taking your soul and I said when is when will I come to fulfill this mitzvah and now that I have the opportunity should I not fulfill it Gemara tells us he lingered on the word echad until his soul departed with the word echad and yatsta bat kol ve'amra, and a heavenly voice came out and said, Ashrecha Rabbi Akiva be'echad. Praiseworthy are you, Rabbi Akiva, that your soul departed, as you said, echad. Why did Rabbi Akiva yearn throughout his life to sacrifice his life for the sake of Kedushat Hashem? And based on what we said in this shiur, the words of the Arizal and the Baal Shem Tov, it makes so much sense. Rabbi Akiva was a nitzotz of, of Yaakov Avinu. He was a spark from Yaakov. And we know this because Rabbi Akiva is the same letters of Abir Yaakov. Seeing as Yaakov Avinu instituted the mitzvah of Keriyat Shema on behalf of the Jewish people, having in mind the willingness to sacrifice one's life for the oneness of Hashem, therefore it makes perfect sense that Rabbi Akiva yearned all of his life to actually accomplish that goal. He paved the way for Jewish people to remain steadfast in their emunah in God throughout all their galuyot with a willingness even to sacrifice their lives if they had to. I saw beautifully written why the Rasha'im, the Roman Rasha'im, combed Rabbi Akiva's flesh with iron combs. The Gemara says that the word Masrik, which means a comb, has the has the gematria of 400 the numerical equivalence to the letter that's right the letter tough esavs which is rome the romans 400 forces of tum'ah gathered together to bring the downfall of rabbi akiva via what the hester panim of the letter tav signifying tamu you're gonna die and this battle was was like combing his flesh with iron combs, the Masrik, the 400. Yet the Chachamim attests to the fact that at that precise moment, he lingered on the word Echad until his soul departed with Echad. And due to his immense Kedushah, he ascended from the letter Tav to the letter Aleph of Echad. Aleph, Echad, Aluf, and in acknowledgement of that, a heavenly voice proclaimed, Fortunate are you, Ashrecha Rabbi Akiva, that your soul departed, as you said, Echad. Unbelievable. Now we can comprehend that comment of Rabbi Uda Hasid, of the enlarged letter, the Taf, stands for Tamim Tiyeh, 
corresponding to Yaakov Avinu, who is described as Ishtam. The letter Tav is a 22nd letter of the Aleph Bet. Yaakov, Yaakov Avinu was the 22nd generation from Adam Arishon. And that highlights his strength. Even in the darkest moments, in the Hester Panim of the letter Tav, he did not despair. When Esav Harasha approached him with 400 men, 400 forces of Tumah, he still managed to ascend the spiritual ladder of Emunan God, letter by letter, to reach a letter Aleph. Vayar Yaakov Tzurat Aleph is Vayetzer Yaakov. Yaakov demonstrated Emunah Shelema, that the Alufos Shel Olam is present at all times, in all situations, and he prayed to him. And this is what the Balaturim is trying to say, that our tradition in writing a Sefer Torah, that the word Tamim is written with a large letter Taf, enlarged, indicating that if you follow him wholeheartedly, it's Ke'ilu, you fulfilled the Torah from Aleph to Tav. A person who is Tamim, a person who follows God completely wholeheartedly, believes that Alufoshel Olam is present even when it seems to be concealed, even in moments of hester panim, even in moments which correspond to the letter Tav. And this is the meaning of Tamim Tiyah Im Hashem Elohecha. Be wholehearted with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, your God, your Emunah Hashem should be unwavering even when Midah Tadim prevails. This is the message of Chodesh Elul. This is Tamim Tiyah, the first Tav, the first letter of Teshuvah like we started with. By fulfilling this mitzvah, a person is able to ascend from the letter Tav through all the letters, all the way to the letter Aleph, from the bottom to the top, to Alufoshel Olam, that to the, 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 the cherry on the top, the, the summit demonstrates what he believes with Emunah Shelema, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Yalufoshel Olam, is present in all situations even those of concealment, even of those of Midat Adin. And therefore, it's tantamount to fulfilling the entire Torah from Aleph to Taf through your Emunah. And such a person is able to successfully connect all 22 letters from bottom to top. This is what we must work on. This is our focus. Among other things, in the month of Elul, the first letter of Teshuvah is Tamim Tiei Mashem Eloecha. Bezrat Hashem will be Zochet to that. To recognize Hakadosh Baruch Hu's greatness in all situations, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Eloheinu, Hashem Echad. There's the Hashem, there's the Yud Kevavke, and there's also the Elokim. In all situations, when things are fine and dandy, it's easy to look at Hashem and say, "I love Hashem, I love." It's amazing. When things are tough, when there's Midat Hadin in the world, and sometimes it's difficult to be Ve'avdat Hashem bechol levavecha bishnei yitzarecha. But if we do it, if we work on it, one letter at a time. From Taf to Shin to Reish to Kuf to Tzadi, so on and so forth, we take one step higher and higher until we get to Aleph, recognizing that Kadosh Baruch Hu's Alufo Shel Olam Bezrat Hashem will be Zocheh, to see Him in His clearest form, in the Vayari Yaakov Tzurat Aleph, in its clearest Aleph form, and with that will be Zocheh to merit and merit the coming of Mashiach very speedily in our days. Amen. Kenihiratzon.